My name is Wes Dawson, and welcome back to another riveting episode of Gabagool Nate. And of course, this Wednesday, you have landed on a very special episode, as this will be the second installment of G8 Ghost Hunters. Now, this week, we won't be venturing into the field on one of my many paranormal investigations. Instead, we will be highlighting the upcoming film, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Well, technically, it's more me dropping a proverbial steamer on 2016's Ghostbusters Answer the Call, but more on that later. Now, for those of you who might not be aware, I am a huge Ghostbusters fan, bordering on fanatic. I consider myself a ghost head. And no, that doesn't refer to the popular activity of lurking around cemeteries late at night and offering fellatial services to those from the afterworld. Instead, these are devout and obsessed Ghostbuster fans. Now, I'd like to put this disclaimer out there. If you have any negative comments to make about Ghostbusters Afterlife, I would kindly and politely ask you to shut your fucking slut mouth, okay? Because here's the thing. I take my Ghostbusting real seriously. Now, my late father had made the deplorable and ignorant comment of saying that Ghostbusters 2 was basically the sanitized version of the original Ghostbusters film. Now, due to this, I didn't speak to him for a good eight, maybe nine months, and unfortunately, I never got to make my peace with him before his passing. So yes, I am a huge Ghostbusters fan, I have a very respectable collection of memorabilia and a near limitless knowledge of Ghostbuster lore, otherwise known as a natural pussy magnet. So straight up, I am just so hyped for this new film, directed by Jason Reitman, has some of the original cast returning, the latest trailer they put out, my god... These nippies were pointing to the sky, right to the North Star, when I saw that last scene and that I don't want to spoil anything, but my god, I am excited. Now, there's been a lot of comparisons to the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot. Now, uh, this week's episode isn't really split into the same categories as we normally do due to the nature of what we're discussing, but I guess these could be considered hard facts. So now, Sony Pictures and their media cronies, they tried to paint this picture that if you weren't ready to tattoo the cast of the 2016 Ghostbusters film across your chest, we were a misogynistic piece of garbage. And of course, when I refer to the 2016 Ghostbusters, I'm talking about the all-female-led film Ghostbusters Answer the Call, starring Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. Now, was this film a cinematic masterpiece or instant classic? Absolutely not. Did it deserve all of the hate that it got? No, it did not deserve that either. It deserves something right in the middle there. Now, the big problem was that Ghostbusters Answer the Call got muddled in, like, this social and gender debate, which, you know, basically spells blockbuster. But do you honestly think that devout fans who had been eagerly waiting since 1989 for the next installment of the Ghostbusters series would just, you know, universally reject this movie because there's too high a concentration of vaginas on the screen? Mm, I don't know about that. The fact is, it just wasn't very good, straight up. Not because they were all female, because the story wasn't very good, and the characters didn't seem genuine. The same thing would have happened if they had made Ghostbusters 3 in the mid-90s and had, I don't know, like a juiced-up Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Dolph Lundgren, and Jean-Claude Van Damme as the new Ghostbusters. I doubt that would have worked either. And of course, thanks to the Sony data leak in 2014, we learned all kinds of details about this film. And I think from the get-go, when a film is planned with disdain for the original movie, uh, right from the starting point, as well as a sexist studio head intent on pushing her own political agenda over creating a quality piece of art or entertainment, what did they expect to happen? So if you decide to employ the Grand Wizard of the KKK as the new executive producer on the reboot of Roots, I'm sure it will be a fair and accurate historical piece. 
Now, not to mention strong arming our beloved heroes. You know, when it was discovered that Sony's plan was to, quote, utilize aggressive litigation, end quote, to force Bill Murray to participate in the film. Now, you know it's going to be good because nothing spells classic film like actors being extorted into the roles. It's like a beloved cartoon from the late 90s, The Extreme Ghostbusters, was great. I remember spending my Christmas breaks waking up at 6.30 to watch these on my old C-band satellite dish. So some people tried to levy the criticism that Extreme Ghostbusters, due to its very well-balanced uh, cast of characters, was cowing to political correctness in some way. And keep in mind, this is long before self-virtue signaling was even a thing. So the new cast was comprised of a white gothic girl, an African-American, a Latino gentleman, and a gentleman in a wheelchair. Now, Garrett Miller, the character in the wheelchair, they done did him dirty as all hell. He was by far one of the most popular characters on the show, and he was also the only character to not get an action figure. Like, the, the one takeaway from this was that they created a legitimately beloved character who was physically handicapped, but they didn't bother making him a toy thinking that no kids would want to play with a guy in a wheelchair. Well, why the fuck would they want to watch him on TV then? Executives have the strangest logic. So although they may have kind of shoehorned in their desired representative characters, the stories were organic and they weren't self-serving. You know, Ghostbusters answered the call all too often was returning back to their own agenda as opposed to trying to tell a genuinely intriguing story. So for the official third installment of the original Ghostbusters series, we're just going to have three good bads hit them up just like that. The first good concerning Ghostbusters answer the call from 2016 was Zach Woods. And of course, I'm talking about the gentleman who played Gabe Lewis in The Office. He had a small role in that film, made it worthwhile for the first 30 minutes of the film. The bad, the horrible cameos of the OG Ghostbusters in that film. The good is that there were some legitimate funny aspects to the 2016 Ghostbusters film. Uh, it's just too bad that some of the best jokes were just these one-off lines and nothing really, you know, intrinsically part of the film or the story. Like, they had jokes about the, the firehouse trying to rent the original firehouse, realizing that the rent is so exorbitant that wouldn't be possible. Uh, Chris Hemsworth as the dim-witted secretary, you know, drawing boobs onto the ghost character and saying, oh, big boobs? Like... Those were funny, but they weren't funny enough to salvage the other parts of the film. Uh, bad, changing the Ecto-1, uh, completely erasing the universe we had grown up loving. No Egon Spengler, no ticket purchase from West Dawson. A good Sony recognizing the value of nostalgia in these films. The bad that all they were focused on was changing everything, but just making sure to utilize the same music and imagery to cash in on that nostalgia. You know, and I think, if anything, artistic projects that from their inception are focused on payback, revenge, or selfish political goals surely will exceed expectations, succeed, and just all around have a bigger impact than films that were born from passion, appreciation, and a dedication to its fan base. Like, lumped into that will be shoot or pistol whip. Pistol whip anyone with the stupid idea that it was like sexist motives why people didn't like this film. You know, Paul Feig directed Bridesmaids. It was an all-female-led cast. I thought it was great. Whereas, not so much for Answer the Call. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week's episode. It has been a pleasure just randomly ranting about Ghostbusters. Honestly, I could do that all day. Of all the side project podcasts I've talked about, a Ghostbuster-centered podcast is something I would happily dive headfirst into. So keep in mind that this applies to the new Ghostbusters or really anything in life. Now, legitimate hate speech or harassment aside... If your response to anybody's criticism is to decry it as hate speech, misogyny, racist, or anything ending in an ism, 
that speaks so much more for the person drawing the criticism than the one defending it. Like, if you think yelling trigger words proves a point, well, you have fun with that and you make sure your helmet is strapped on real tight with your address written on the inside of it. My name is Wes Dawson. This has been Gabagool Nate. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes every Wednesday. Please listen, like, share, and subscribe. And always remember, Bustin' makes me feel good. Ugh.